0: don't just want to have rippling abs. I want to make sure that I've got such a strong core in that base, you know, base core of mine is strong enough that when I get to 70, I can still stand up straight and run around with my grandchildren. It doesn't matter to me about having a six pack now.
1: Welcome to the Put Yourself First podcast. Inspiring conversations with badass women, empowering you to make time for your personal goals and put yourself first first hi everyone I'm really looking forward to sharing this week's chat with you it's with Shakira Akabusi who's founder of strong like mum and strong like mum is a campaign aiming to smash stereotypes around what it means to be a mum and how you can still be fit healthy happy body confident and find some time for yourself as a mum. I'm particularly excited to share today's chat with you because obviously I am not a mum and I'm very aware that there are lots of mums listening to this, lots of my clients are mums and I often feel very 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 unqualified to chat to mums because it's a completely different experience when it comes to time and self-care and finding those moments in your day just for you. So Shakira shares some really great practical advice that I learnt loads from and I feel really inspired from. So whether you're a parent or not, you're gonna get tons from this episode. But for the mums especially who need an empowering message and some encouragement to look after themselves, this week is a fantastic one. So, without further ado, I'd love to welcome Shakira Akabusi to the podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Put Yourself First. Today I'm with Shakira. Say hello. Hello. Would you like to introduce yourself to everyone and a little bit more about what you do?
0: Yes. Okay, cool. So, my name is Shakira Akabusi. Um, I'm the founder of Strong Light like Mum, which is. Um, essentially it's an online campaign which is all about sort of shattering the stereotype around mum and empowering women through fitness but empowering them you know in all areas of their life to sort of achieve the motherhood journey that they want
1: amazing and tell us about your journey then like how how did you get into doing what you do
0: So, um, do you know what? It was actually one of the most natural progressions out of everything I've done. Um, I was in the performing arts industry. I left that industry and I went into personal training. And then after the birth of my first son, uh, or when I was pregnant with my first son, in fact, I decided I wanted to train in pre and postnatal fitness. Um, And what was kind of the catalyst for that was I've always really had an active lifestyle. My dad was a former Olympic athlete. My mum was a personal trainer so I grew up with that as part of my, you know, just general lifestyle. And then when I was pregnant, so many people were saying to me things I'd never do again. So they kept saying like, oh, you'll never be as fit again. You'll never be as body confident. You'll never wear a bikini. You'll never sleep. You'll never have time for yourself, you know, all these things that I would never do again. And to uh, to someone who that, that was who I was like, it was kind of a scary experience because people were in a in a way telling me you're never going to be able to be who you are again. And I was like, this can't be right. So after the birth of my first son, I went on like a personal mission to really like maintain who I was and to be able to find that balance between motherhood and being a really present mum in my child's life and being really connected to him, but still being able to really be who I was as well. And my personal expression of that is fitness. but, everyone's different, you know, so whether it's in business, or it's sports, or it's relationships, or a social life, whatever your thing is, that makes you gives you that buzz personally, I wanted to sort of make sure that I could maintain that. And for me, it was sports. So I started blogging about my journey. And I think women just really connected to that. I think, you know, society has been telling women for ages, what they can and can't do when they're pregnant. And, um, you know, lots of women are then defined by that. And kind of my, my, idea was to empower women to sort of shatter that stereotype and believe that they can achieve what they want to so women just connected with the idea and out of that strong like mum which is the name of my uh, social media campaign just kind of organically grew
1: I love that oh. and I've never thought about it like that before but hearing you say that made me realize that as someone who doesn't have kids how yeah. as so I'm like an outsider observing this how yeah. disempowering the messaging is around being pregnant and being a new mom it's very there's a lot of fear mongering isn't there there's a lot of Uh, well and I think I think part of it
0: yes maybe is down to fear mongering but I think also a lot of it comes from in particular with fitness now people not really knowing what they can and can't do you know like that Mm -hmm. that's the main thing is that there's so much conflicting information out there and no one it's almost like Anyone scared to stand up and be like, "This is what you can do. This is what you can't do," because you know, I think what is certainly true is that with pregnancy and postnatally, it's so individual to the person. So there's a lot of like, "Oh well, you know, if you feel comfortable, work within your range," and all of those things. Even when it comes to something like business or going back to work, some women go back to work. Some women choose not to go back to work. Or so it is really difficult to send a general message. But I think, so, you know, as I said, for me, it's fitness. It's going to be something else for the next one. But what I do think is important is that we don't hammer this stereotype of what a mum should be. I think the second you hear the word mum, it sounds archaic. It sounds boring. It's like, oh, they're a mum. Like, oh, god. but actually I want to tell you can be just as powerful, sexy, strong, confident. You can do all of that and be a mum. You know, it doesn't have to define you, which is kind of, um, yeah, what, what what I'm passionate about.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. It it's empowering rather than making yeah. people feel guilty. Because I think again, yeah. a lot of well being messaging during and after pregnancy is making women feel guilty for not doing something, as opposed to doing something for the sake for the sake of you know loving their body and looking after themselves and making yeah. that time just for them
0: yeah 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 absolutely I, I agree um and I mean time for yourself as a mum is hard to come by but so important and I really found um I did this I did this short clip sort of um initially I did it with Adidas when I first started launching Strong Like Mum and it was called Why I Run and I did this whole thing about why I run and for me like it actually it helped me mentally not just physically but mentally it was such a stress relief and I'm an anxious person. I suffer with um, anxiety and OCD anyway. So for me, I really needed something to help me break that routine. And sports and fitness became that. And it really allowed me to have a much more positive parenting relationship by having that other outlet for my own stresses. And I think so often, like you said about that guilt, there is that mum guilt around, are you doing enough, wanting to be the best mum, you know, most, the majority of mums out there want to do the best that they can for their child. And what is important to realise is that actually taking care of yourself is one of the most important ways you can also take care of your child. Of course, they're your priority and their needs come first, but at the same time, you need to be able to keep yourself high up on your priority list. For me, it impacted the way I parented. Even now, it's slightly different for me now um, now that I've got two but if I have a day where I I see my emails piling up and I've got washing piling up and blah blah, blah I find it much harder to just interact with my children in a really carefree positive manner because something oh my gosh I need to do that email I haven't run in five days the washing's piling up blah blah, blah. I need to get some of that load off my mind. And then suddenly I'm like, OK, I'm going to approach the situation with much more clarity and positivity. And I find that I have a much better parenting experience.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. And again, I think a lot of mums are feeling guilty because they're putting a lot of pressure on themselves to do this, be here, there and everywhere and be everything for everyone. Yeah. And them feeling guilty because they're knackered at the end of the day or they're like snapping at their kids
0: yeah, exactly, and um, I mean, not even just just mums, any anyone really. I think nowadays we we live in such a fast-paced society. Like, you know, social media, for example, means that it never sleeps. Business doesn't doesn't sleep anymore. It's not a nine to five. You know, every business out there that are you know the majority of them have social media accounts which means they need to be updating if they want to target California or New York or you know they need to have that round the clock business needs to be available people need to be able to interact with you and um, especially in the social media industry and it's exhausting people find it really hard to take the time for themselves and that is as I said you know my outlet is sport but whether it's business whatever it is you need to be able to have that outlet and it should help you much more positively you know in in all other areas of your life
1: yeah i completely agree we're so on the same wavelength (laughs) um let's get into fitness though because that's your thing that's your expertise Yeah. how is strong like mom like empowering women through fitness in terms of practical tools and ways to squeeze it in you know during those rare times like you say when you just have that moment for yourself
0: yeah so i think um the, i mean in, in so many ways, when it comes to fitness in particular um kind of some of the key things that I am trying to sort of co- connect with other women out there is firstly, fitness doesn't have to be again we're talking about stereotypes there's stereotypes of like okay, I need to do ten press ups, ten squats, ten burpees but it doesn't need to be that way. And so often with that, it takes the fun out of it. And one of the main reasons people don't stick to a fitness routine is because they're, they're either bored or they're frustrated or they don't enjoy it. And the most important thing is to enjoy what you're doing. It makes it so easy to, to be sustainable. Um, so that's the first thing is finding something you enjoy. You don't need to be working out that way. Um The second thing is mixing up the type of exercise you do. I'm a big fan of that. Again, helps keep people motivated. And if you're a mum, one of the main things that I found, but in particular this time around with two, is the time. I don't have the time. That is the number one thing you will always hear. So the only way I really find the time is by doing it with my children around. And, and And I'm not too strict with it, you know, because, it's one of those things where you have to get yourself in the mentality of understanding and accepting the fact that any little bit actually will help. It really actually will make a difference. So, um, you know, for example, if it's a sunny day and we're outside in the garden, I'll say to my son, okay, I'm going to run up and down 10 times. So I'll be running up and down and then, you know, and and that always works really well. We'll turn it, we'll turn it into a game between the two of us, you know? Um, and then it's so that's really important just being able to sort of make it fun get active with your children and then if all of a sudden he goes oh mama actually i'm hungry can i sit down i'll take a break i'll stop i'll get him food and then i'll go back to it so it's, it's not being too strict with the timings really fitting it in as and when you can is also really important um and then like i said getting creative with your exercises so i use all sorts of stuff. I use water bottles, washing baskets filled with shoes, I use um, benches, I use steps, you know, anything that I can to make it different and interesting.
1: Yeah, I was on your Instagram the other day and you were working out in the park
0: and you were like,
1: yeah, propping your feet up on the tree to do press-ups, all of that.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I come up with all sorts of stuff but you know because exercise as i said it doesn't need to be those stereotypical exercises like press ups burpees it can be anything you know it really can be anything just moving i think getting people used to moving you need to break that barrier just get yourself out there
1: yeah and i do think that that all or nothing mentality is is stopping a lot of people from feeling better yeah. you know in terms of anything health and well-being related people tend to be all or nothing with it don't they and that's such yeah. a great mindset to have of even if it's just 10 minutes every yeah. every day or every few days like that's going to be so much better than thinking oh well I'm not going to bother because I don't have any time
0: no exactly that's exactly it and it's getting yourself into that mentality I mean my favorite thing it totally depends on everyone's individual situation But for me, my general, um, like, I find it much easier to exercise in the morning. So I would rather, I mean, my son's sleeping a bit better now. So I have the energy for the last eight months, I wasn't able to do it. But now that he's sleeping a bit better, I would rather work out in the morning. So my, we wake up generally around 6.30 and my husband leaves at 7.30. So I'll go for like a half an hour run. If I can fit that in, I would rather wake up, go for a half an hour run, and then I'm done it. And it's just half an hour you know and it could be as you said it could be 10 minutes it could be a walk around the block you know it can be anything um but I would rather do it then personally but if I can't do it then I'll do it in the afternoon and like I like I just said and you know I feel like I'm reiterating myself but I'll just break it up into little bits I'll do 10 minutes here five minutes there it it really is just about getting moving
1: yeah and I think something you mentioned there is important as well because I think a lot of women I anticipate and I hear from friends might feel guilty asking for support or asking for help in order to have that time yeah and do you like have how have you found that in terms of your relationship and your partner you know reaching out to ask if they can look look after the kids whilst you nip out for a run is that an ongoing thing in your house
0: yeah well this is um this is it's actually a really interesting point because i i as i said fitness is really important to me but i also am really passionate about strong like mom and building that kind of momentum around this sort of message that i'm trying to get out there and that again takes work i'm sure you know that running a podcast you know social media any any anything and trying to create any type of message brand campaign project anything it takes a lot of time so I I, um, I said to you before we came, you know, came on air that I've got a babysitter here right now in case one of my boys wakes up so we can have this conversation and I'll, she can come every now and again and I'll be able to answer an email for an hour or two, you know, twice a week or something like that. And that's brilliant. But then I'll want to go running and then I'll want to, um, uh, you know, all all these different things. And it's really difficult to find the time. And what me and my husband found that for a, a while, we were like passing shits, and our relationship was affected because being parents is so intense, and especially with two kids. Because at the weekend he'd have one, I'd have the other. You know, it's there's just so much of your life revolves around being parents. That, that when we weren't being parents we wanted to do our own thing so he was like i want to go to the football so he goes to the football that takes him 5 hours on a saturday he comes back i'm like okay i'm going for a run or you know all this and so we were passing each other by so it really did take a lot of sitting down and really figuring out a schedule of like look for the last 8 months we've been passing ships we need to do something about this and um we came up with like a really good system so now he as i said i'll do that that morning he loves waking up and being with the kids before he leaves for work so i'll just fit in a quick half an hour run if i can or we'll alternate that if we need to and then you know weekends we basically have now said look one of those weekend days is a pure family day where the four of us are together the whole day no one goes here no one the four of us will be together and if that means we all go to the football with you we all go to the football with you if that means we all go You know, to the park, and Mama does a run around the field, and everyone plays, you know, but the four of us are always together. And then the other day is the day where we can switch in and out, and everyone does their own thing. And that's really um, changed things for us. But, you know, I understand that's individual to everyone's sort of daily lifestyle routine.
1: Yeah, I love that. And like you've just said there, you have to open that dialogue, don't you? Yeah. In order to create that positive change and, be intentional with your time
0: we stopped interacting as like husband and wife and he just saw me as mama and I just saw him as daddy and that was it and it was just like right, we're we're parenting we're parenting and for a while we were like well but we're together we're together and we were like no 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 hang on we're all together we need to make sure that we are together not not we are together as mum and dad with our kids running around and you know again that would that would kind of happen okay look I know you want to go and see your friends or he comes home and I go, right, I've got work to do. I need to go and sit in the back room and go through my inbox for the next hour. We'd be like, okay, three days a week, three nights a week. The two of us are going to sit down and we're going to talk about our days and and I'm not going to watch my iPad and I'm not going to watch football. And the three days a week, minimum, if not more, the two of us are going to sit down and we are just going to interact as husband and wife and just have a conversation and, you know, reconnect on that level. So it's been really important. So we decided that, um, once or twice a year. It only happens once or twice a year. We don't have m- enough energy for the rest of it. <laughs> but um we do a recapturing our youth evening or day. And so we would have a day where we <laughs> recapture our youth where we would go and do something silly that we would do when we were younger. You know, even if something simple like going to the cinema or it's like, "Oh, let's go" i don't know to a trampoline park or we'll go and do go ape or whatever it is but we would just do something that we would or we'll go out to a club with our friends we'll be like right guys everyone's going to leave the kids at home we're all going to go out and we're going to you know just do what we did when we were 18 just go wild and we're going to get home at five o'clock in the morning you know just stupid stuff but we do only twice a year but we do try to um, have those days as well where we just get to just you know enjoy being young and active because again i mean I'm 31 now and I have had two children and I can, I can physically, I'm still super active and all of those types of things, but I'm aware, especially this time around with the second one, I'm having to work a lot harder to get myself um, feeling, you know, reconnecting with the body that I knew before I had this, my second son. Um, and so I really want to embrace that. I want to embrace being 31 and being able to run, jump, skip, hop, swim. Every, you know, I want to do all of that because ultimately you you know fingers crossed hopefully I'm going to get to a very ripe old age and I don't want to look back and think oh gosh I, I wish I'd have done more when I you know before my back really ached or you know all of those types of things so I think that's really important as well
1: and I'm anticipating what people are thinking or questioning listening to this how about sleep because I think that's something that a lot of new mums and probably parents up to however age now are struggling with and i'm thinking about my friends listening to this who have kids and sleep is probably the number one thing that they struggle with and that obviously has a massive effect on how they're feeling and whether they're going to choose to make those small healthy lifestyle changes
0: yeah so i was um such a good one because i was actually thinking to myself before um, we started speaking, I was like, okay, what would kind of be my take-home tips? What are the things that are crucial to me? And sleep was number one. I mean, uh, I said to you at the beginning, my uh, my youngest was not a good sleeper. He's now eight and a half, almost nine months old, and for seven and a half months he was. I mean, the best we ever had was up every two and a half hours, like seven o'clock. Then he'd wake up at nine thirty. Then he was up at midnight, then two. And then from two, it was every hour. Like he was a terrible sleeper for a long time. And I was exhausted when it comes to um, fitness. One of the key things is that sleep is a really important thing for um, weight loss you know if you, if you if you're on a weight loss sort of program um and that's one of your goals which it's not for everyone but if it is one of your goals getting enough sleep is so important because that really does um it will counteract any sort of weight loss program if you're not getting enough rest um just the the type of energy system your body needs to access to burn fat you need to make sure that you're sleeping um but also you know mentally um and it, it's just such a crucial thing so for me sleep is like number one how um I would cope because as I just said to you, i have so much that I want to do and even though I was up every hour I'd wake up and be like but I really want to answer my emails and it got to a point I remember sitting in my bathroom at three o'clock in the morning he'd just been up for an hour I got him back to sleep and I was sat in my bathroom working at 3am and I was like This is terrible because I would never advise anyone to do this. I'm doing exactly what I would advise everyone not to do. Um, So what I would advise to do and what I then started doing from that point onwards um, is just taking time. If if you've got little time to sleep, I mean, sleep as much as you can obviously throughout the night. If you've got two children and you do not have time to sleep in the day because you're running around after a two-year-old or a three-year-old, um, Take time for mindfulness. So I would, whether that's outside or just being able to relax the mind. And I know it's not fully sleep, and it doesn't matter if it's for three minutes while you're in the shower. It doesn't matter if you're if you say to your toddler, right, um, you know, here's some paints draw me a pity picture and you put them outside in the grass and they paint the whole grass purple but you take five minutes to relax your mind you know just finding that mindfulness is a great benefit
1: yeah and there's, I'm sure I've read a study or seen something online about meditation and how it um it's like a massage for your brain yeah, yeah. <laughs> not in the same way that a good sleep would be but yeah I think it does make a big difference yeah that's a really yeah. great tip. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like I'm getting loads of tips anyway. I don't even <laughs> have kids. <laughs> um, what about like body confidence issues? Because I know this is a biggie. And yeah. again, w- we've touched on this, but I do think a lot of the messaging around baby body and um, weight loss is yeah. there's a lot of guilt there. There's a lot of maybe not so healthy choices that people are like extreme diets that people are embarking on to try and get back to that pre-baby body yeah how do you like approach that into in a healthy positive way and how can women make a conscious choice if they want to do that in a way that's going to be healthy and balanced
0: so um oh my gosh there's so many things i want to say and i'm really worried they're going to run out of my head um the first thing is that um I I think that the, the first thing I would say is that it's really important to understand that when I'm talking about my journey and, and I'm sharing my journey on social media I'm not trying to get people to be like me you know some people will write will comment and they'll be like oh my gosh how do I get to look like how do I get to look like you or how can I do what you, you do and I'm like what well, You're not going to do what I do, and you're not going to look like me, and I'm not going to look like you. I want people, what I think is really important is people getting to that headspace of embracing their body, what their body can do. I mean, the human body is an amazing thing, and the female body is just like, I'm in awe of it. What it can do is just absolutely amazing. The journey that my body has been on to create my two children is absolutely amazing, and I have a massive amount of pride in what my body has achieved. So, the second I left that hospital, there, you know, I, I was so proud of my child and what my body had done. I it, That was like my overriding feeling. But, of course, I'm human. And after, I don't know, four months, I would pull down my T-shirt and I'd be like, oh, dear, this is four months down the road, you know, and I'm not where I want to be and blah, blah, blah. And I can understand that. Um, but firstly, I mean, firstly, me personally, I always enjoy a challenge. So, for me... I wasn't like, oh, no, I look awful. I was like, oh, great. Like, I'm really looking forward to going on this fitness journey, reconnecting with fitness and health and feeling those benefits. Secondly, there are so many more benefits to fitness than just dropping a dress size. You will drop a dress size anyway after you've had a baby because there's so much water, weight and all that sort of stuff, you know. And um, and that's going to be part of the initial postnatal, postpartum sort of experience anyway. But when it gets into those later months when you've got all this stubborn little areas that you want to tone up um it's also it's really important just to kind of as I said understand where your your body's come from and give yourself time it's not a race it doesn't you know it doesn't matter secondly I have not weighed myself I, I don't think I've weighed myself since I was like 16 I can't even remember I don't weigh myself that's again that's me personally but I don't have any interest in that. For me, it's about how I feel. And of course, then I have like aesthetic goals that I want to achieve. But for me, it's also about how fitness makes me feel and getting that positive connection with fitness and health. Um, and then I, I think also what's really important is um, that it's sustainable. You know, when it comes to body image, um, I think there's so much in the media about quick fixes. And I'm not looking for a quick fix. I'm looking for a sustainable you know, healthy lifestyle. I want to build strong foundations. I don't just want to have rippling abs. I want to make sure that I've got such a strong core in that base, you know, base core of mine is strong enough that when I get to 70, I can still stand up straight and run around with my grandchildren. It doesn't matter to me about having a six pack now. So there's so much more about that. It's adjusting your mind to step away from that, like really surface level, Stuff and really getting deeper into wanting your body to be strong, powerful, flexible, mobile—you know—all of those words and that sort of mindset is much more important to me than like skinny, thigh gap. You know, that doesn't even mean anything to me, um, and and that's where body image, negative body image, is kind of coming in because we should be talking more about ability, physical ability, and mentally how it makes you feel strength like I said mobility flexibility you know being able to jump high run skip all of those types of things having that positive connection to your physical body then we should be talking about like visual surface level stuff um so that's kind of and, and I know, I know. It's so easy for me to say, and people used to always say to me, oh, it's, "It's really easy for you to say because you're naturally." And I am. I'm not going to lie. I, I'm naturally. I have a naturally athletic physique, so I I really appreciate. I do appreciate that. And I. But what I can also, you know, really kind of connect relate to is that I've got two children. This, as I said to you earlier, this is the second time I'm finding it much harder, and I'm not. My, I I don't feel the way I I know physically my body can feel. I still feel aches. I still feel like I'm carrying extra weight in places. I go for a run. I feel heavier on my feet. you know So I can still connect to that, even though I might look like someone's goal size. Actually, for me, this isn't where I naturally sit. And so I can relate to those feelings. And I understand the frustration in there. But as I said, for me, it's much more about connecting with that deeper understanding of your physical body then it is that surface level stuff
1: hell, yes, I've just been sat here like in silence to make sure that you got all of that out and I was just like sat in silence, fist pumping just like yes, <laughs> yes 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 oh that is so, funny. so good,
0: so good now yeah. take a for the first time in like ten minutes <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's such an empowering message and I had a conversation on last week's podcast with another personal trainer and we, we talked in that about um, taking the pressure off like skinny and weight loss and yeah. all these surface level things like you say. And the irony is, and I've uh, multiple PTs have said this to me, the irony is that when you focus on the positives and the lifestyle changes and the health and the benefits... All that like surface level stuff comes anyway.
0: Exactly, but and and the trouble is that there's not enough promoted about it. You know, you go you go online and all you see is just all this rubbish about oh six pack, lost baby weight, in and you know you see all of that. You don't see any of the other stuff, and it's so important that we talk about that more. Yeah, and also I think we need to make sure that we're being very clear. And as social influencers or bloggers, I think it's a responsibility that not everyone sort of um, stands up to, but to make sure that you're showcasing the real side of it, you know, like, I I took a picture in the park the other day with my husband. And, um, and I was like, Oh, right, okay, you know, I've got I've got two kids, and I'm, and I'm eight months postpartum. And I just done this workout in this crop top, you know, get a, get a good picture of me, we must have taken about I mean, I I can't even count, but over 70 photos. You know, within within three minutes, 70 photos. Out of those 70 photos, I was like, "Oh, okay, let me favourite those five because those five are the the ones I'm going to post." And then I looked at my phone and I was like, "No, actually, you know, I need to make sure that I'm talking about all the all the." 70 other photos that I took you know the all the other photos I took and not just the five where the light managed to bounce off the side of my abs and I could see one of my oblique muscles it doesn't matter you know I need to be make sure that you talk about all the real side of stuff at the same time I do think it's important to celebrate your body and I think you know that whole if you've got it flaunt it thing if you you know if you're proud of your achievements I think we need to share them and I do also think you know there's Um, in some people love to connect with the negative thing and then if they see something positive they're like oh well you know that's really self-absorbed but I'm not saying you can't celebrate when you're really proud of something you've achieved and I I think that's really great but I do also think it's important that we make sure that we support that with the real side of things as well.
1: Yeah I completely agree and especially in the wellness space i think it's so important to be conscious of what you're sharing you know and how it's having an effect on people because it is and it's it's hard because obviously we have the best intentions in mind but like you say it's so refreshingly honest to hear that and i think so many other people like i'm exactly the same i will (laughs) i'll get my partner to take dozens of pictures of me and then i'll pick the best one and i'll be like oh i look i have been known to be like i look the skinniest in this picture so i'm gonna post that one yeah and i'm sure i'm sure everyone can relate to that you know like as i
0: said i'm only human so i've been there myself you know and i'm not and, and as i'm not saying don't don't ever put a great picture of yourself up where you look great i'm not saying that if you've you know you're you've taken a great selfie and your makeup's perfect post it do it you know all of that absolutely brilliant but You've got to make sure that you um, show the other side of it or talk about the other side of it. And I think, as I said, that's a responsibility, especially in the wellness space, like you just said, that we communicate that message because that's where the guilt comes in from people, you know?
1: Yeah, guilt and comparison.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I've got some friends who are on these crazy... I mean, I can't believe... And I can't believe that they're my friends because I think I've failed if my friends have (laughs) joined these crazy diet schemes but I've got a couple of friends who are doing some weird thing I don't even know the name of it but um they're not allowed to eat carrots after two o'clock or something <laughs> like this is just like insane and again like and then my friends like, oh my gosh yeah but I've lost blah 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 in five weeks and I'm like okay that's great but it's not sustainable you know great you've lost five weeks the second you start eating normally again it's going to either pile back on or you're going to be tired you're not going to be able to as I said you know all those other things I just preached about for 10 minutes it's you know no one seems to want to know about all that deeper stuff they're like okay that's not going to become important for another 10 20 years so let me just shove that under the carpet and I'm going to keep going on this kind of superficial level Mm -hmm. and um it's so important that we promote that message more
1: yeah I completely agree with that said, before we head into the quick round, yep. um, would you like to share any like must-have or must-dos for mums listening in particular?
0: Okay, so some of the things I think are really um, important to mention, um, and I might be jumping all over the place here, but I'm just going to pick a few really important things. So one of the first things for me that I do, and this isn't for everyone, but for me, one of the first things I will do that is just a really quick healthy fitnessy type tip is i have wake up water so the second i wake up i drink a glass of water i prefer cold water but it doesn't matter the first thing i do in the morning is i drink a glass of water and then half an hour later i'll eat breakfast or i'll drink water i'll go for a run i'll eat breakfast when i get home whichever but that what you know drink drinking a glass of water in the morning is a really great way to just kick start your metabolism and that instantly in my head sets my headspace on where i want to be so I love one of the things that I love about fitness and health and that kind of being something that I'm really interested in is I love doing something that makes where I feel like I'm doing something really nice for my body. My body has done so much for me. It's carried me through the last 31 years. You know, it's got me through all of this, blah, 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 blah. And um, I've carried two children and I've delivered two children. And, you know, that's why I love doing something that's really good for my body, you know, giving it a little bit back. Um, So one of the first things I do is I drink water in the morning and that's just a tip of, you know, if you're in, if you want to get into sort of a fitness routine, one, it's great physically for your body to kickstart your metabolism, but two, mentally it gets me in the headspace of like, oh, okay, I've done something great for my body. I'm going to flush out some toxins. This is what I'm doing. This is where my headspace is at. Um, So that's kind of number one. I think number two, um, this is a very like mum based um, fact. But if there are any breastfeeding women listening, one of the one of the things I get asked all the time is, does exercise negatively impact breastfeeding? Um, and what is really important to understand is that exercise, uh, moderate exercise, will not negatively impact breast milk supply. It slightly alters. It can slightly alter the substance of the breast milk for a very short period of time within 90 minutes it's replenished back to sort of all the normal components and none of those changes are harmful to the baby so you can you can go for a run and feed your baby straight afterwards and it's absolutely fine but also know that it will replenish within 90 minutes so there's nothing and that's only if you're doing really high intensity exercise moderate exercise will have no impact so it doesn't impact at all breast milk supply but it can just slightly alter the content of the breast milk, but no harmful effects to baby whatsoever. Um, one of the really important things, if you are running and breastfeeding, is making sure that you stay hydrated. That obviously can can have an impact, so just make sure that you stay hydrated, um, and that you refuel as well. Um, I think one of the other things, I know we've touched on sleep, but sleep and mindfulness is so important. Um, One of the first things, I'm I'm currently in the middle of writing a few postnatal fitness plans and the first one that I'm focusing on is focused on running for running mums or mums that want to get into running and I talk a lot about mentally preparing for it. So in that immediate postnatal phase when you've just had your baby and you're obviously not really thinking about exercise or whether you are thinking about exercise when you get to that stage. I think there's also a process you need to go through mentally to prepare yourself. Um, Regardless of your fitness level, things have changed when you're postnatal and you want to make sure that, you know, it's going to be a journey and you take your time with that journey. Don't, you know, make yourself, um, you don't get sad if there's things that you can't do that you used to find easy but just mentally pre- preparing yourself is really important. And then um, I think also it's really important to, to to take your time and to to celebrate. One of the key things in staying motivated alongside enjoying it is making sure that you celebrate your small successes. So I have like my long-term goal, and it doesn't matter whether your long-term goal is, I want to lose, I don't know, half a stone or whether your long-term goal is I want to run a half marathon. Whatever your long-term goal is, be very clear about your long-term goal and make it a decent reason. Don't be like, oh, I want to um, have a thigh gap. It doesn't, no. Have a really clear goal. I want to be able to run for 12 minutes nonstop. I want to be able to run a half marathon. I want to be able to fit into, uh, I don't know, whatever. you know. So have a very clear goal. But then alongside that larger goal, have some smaller steps that you can really celebrate that will help keep you motivated because you're realizing that progression and that development and the progress so things like i want to be able to do five press ups or i want to be able to um you know walk around the lake three times in 10 minutes i don't know what you know whatever it is but have little things and when you've achieved them Really celebrate that and feel good about it. It doesn't matter if Joe Blogs, who goes to work with you, is like, "Oh, I'm running a marathon in a week and I haven't even trained. I'm just going to get up and do it." And you're like, "Oh, I've done five press ups." It doesn't matter. What matters is about you and your own journey and your own goals, and really make sure you celebrate when you've achieved something that, you know, that that is something you set out to do.
1: Amazing. Thank you so much. Awesome. <laughs> so. These are the quick round questions I ask every guest at the end of the podcast. Yeah, uh, this podcast is all about obviously putting yourself first and yeah. making more time for yourself. So, with that being said, what is your go-to self-care ritual after a long or stressful day?
0: So, I already talked about mindfulness um, and relaxation, but that really is key to me. Not only, um, not only do I, you know, really need to relax. I turn off my screens. So. Mm. I will have a limit, you know. Whether before we had a limit of no phones in the bedroom, um, and that's kind of like my very minimal thing. I, I would love to. Sometimes I'll turn my phone on off at, by eight pm, but if that's not the case, I very, at the very least I'm like, okay, when I, when we go upstairs to bed, there's no phones. We can talk for ten minutes, we can read a book, whatever. But there will be absolutely no phones in the bedroom. And really, taking that time is just absolutely number one.
1: Love those. We we need to do that. <laughs> it's so difficult. The phone so, in the bedroom, it's just not a good, it's not a recipe for healthy relationship. Yeah. <laughs> Physi- physically and emotionally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Question two is, what's challenging you to leave your comfort zone recently? Um,
0: at the moment, the, the thing I'm finding hardest actually is um, being able to do what I want to do with Strong Like Mum but still engaging with both my children I you wouldn't believe well you probably would believe but how difficult it is to blog about being a mum and being a mum it's so, like it's, it is; they go hand in hand but it still takes a lot of time and I, I want to practice what I preach so everything that I'm talking about you know take time off your phone take time for yourself make sure you you know but engage with your children in, inspire them to be active and healthy be active and healthy blah 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 but then I'm like, wait, hang on. Alongside being inspiring, inspiring my children and doing my fitness, I've got to film me doing my fitness, edit the video, put it on social media. So I'm really finding that a challenge. And as I said, turning off my phone, turning off my screens and interacting with my children without any, you know, when I talk to them, I don't want to be like, oh yes. Um, Like my son asked me today, how's paper made? And I was like, oh, should we, should we Google it and, and watch a video? And I was like, no, 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 no. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about something. And rather than showing you something, let's use our words to describe it. And you know, really getting in that mentality of engaging with my children on that level, as opposed to you know, be always being always feeling the need to keep up with what's going on in the business world or social media or anything like that, and really putting that to bed and just enjoying my time with my children and, and finding that balance. I'm finding that quite hard at the moment, but um, but I'm doing it.
1: Yeah, and you'll you'll live in your like brand and campaign values. Like you're I think I think we always give the advice that we need ourselves as well.
0: Exactly.
1: So exactly. it's a constant practice of practice what you preach, isn't it?
0: Exactly, hundred percent, absolutely.
1: Third question is: What are your goals for twenty nineteen?
0: Uh, so essentially I'm writing out these postnatal fitness plans Um the first one is for running mums that's almost finished then I've got one about core rehabilitation postnatally and um, which is obviously a very complex detailed um, guide because it's so different for everyone. Um, and then I'm also going to do something about mindfulness for mums so I've got a couple of different projects in that, that I really want to get out and deliver this year which again I, at the moment I've got some prenatal plans on my website that are for free downloads it sounds like I'm promoting I'm actually not I was done actually talking about the fact that getting them out was so hard because I was pregnant at the same time and it took I was like oh we'll get them done in three months it took like over a year to get them out but they are they are now there but now I want to do the same postnatally. So that's a real goal of mine and just connecting with more mums more like-minded mums more women who want to connect with my message but also hearing other stories and just you know really getting immersed in, in spreading that message and hopefully encouraging more women to take that mentality and lead that journey that they want to
1: amazing next question is do you have any resources that you'd recommend obviously people can like i'll ask you in a minute to shout out your website and people yeah. can get um, support and resources from you. But what do you like to read or listen to or watch online? Um, or in a book form? <laughs> they <yeah>. still exist. <laughs>
0: well, that's what I mean. What's most important is reading. If there's if there's any mums out there who are interested in like blogging about their journey, for example, reading is the best thing. I mean, I get addicted to TV series really easily. And whenever I'm addicted to some type of TV series my work rate goes way down because I'm not reading enough. And I find it so difficult to write a blog post if I'm not reading about current information and, you know, just reading different types of language and learning. I find it really difficult. So um, reading is really important. But also um, there's some great podcasts out there Um that I, I love listening to podcasts because I can do it while I'm washing the floors or going for a run. I'll listen to a podcast often. So that's all really important. Um I think I it is really tricky. I am the best person to go to for postnatal fitness, pre and postnatal fitness. But it is really difficult. There's a lot of conflicting information out there for pre and postnatal women i think just make sure that whatever it is that you're reading or 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 looking at that it's really important that it's it comes from a credible source there's a great website called kelly mums i think it's kelly mum yes and uh she's got some really good information on all sorts of things to do with parents parenting and healthy lifestyle and healthy living and um it's it's really credible stuff so that that's a really great place to go
1: that's great i'll leave that in the show notes and what, um, what podcast do you like to listen to? Because I know everyone listening will be asking that.
0: Oh my gosh, there's so many. Okay, I'm going to send you the names and I'm really sorry for anyone listening who is waiting for a nugget of wisdom <laughs> of a great podcast to listen to. But there are some brilliant ones out there and I definitely will send you the links to those.
1: Great. Everyone can check out the show notes anyway. And when they do, where would you like to send people? Where can people go to follow and support you online and buy your guides when they come out?
0: So um, my website is stronglikemum.com, mum spelt the English way, um, M-U-M, stronglikemum.com, but then I'm also on social media as as myself, so it's Shakira.Akabusi on Instagram, Um, and on Twitter it's just Shakira Akabusi, but on Instagram it's Shakira.Akabusi.
1: If you enjoy the podcast, I would love you to leave a rating and review wherever you're listening to this, And you can also make sure you're subscribed so you never miss a future episode. Never forget to head to the show notes because I always include what the guest has recommended, their resources, their links to Instagram and their website. And of course, you can keep up with me via the show notes too, because my Instagram and contact details are always linked down there as well. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your support and have an amazing day.